0: This is Level Up Success Podcast with Neff
1: and Truth. Hey, how you doing friends and family? This is the Level Up Success Podcast. And welcome to another episode where we try to bring knowledge and power to our listeners. So tell me, Neff, how we gonna start this right now?
0: Hey, how you guys doing today, man? I hope you're doing great. We're doing awesome out here. And you know, I just wanna um first say that I'm I'm excited for today's uh content. We actually have somebody here that who I knew since um since I was really young. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. Uh so you know, this yeah. is like this is like family right here and you know, like I'm I was so happy to hear what, what he's doing now after, you know, so long that we haven't kept in touch. So, you know, like um for the honors, why don't you give uh you say tell people your name, you know, where you're from, where you were raised.
2: Well, what's up Podcast World? Uh my name is uh, Devin Craig. I'm a Bronx-born, Bronx-raised, um, nationality is from Central America, Belize. Um, family man, wife, kids. Um, what I've been doing, whew, I've been doing a lot, baby. Uh, all right, we we're about to talk yeah, about yeah, the NFL, right? It's going to be a quick episode, yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, so tell me. All right, so cool. <laughs> so, um, so what is that you do right now?
2: So what I do right now is I'm currently a longshoreman. Um, some people are like, what the hell is that? Especially from my area, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. uh, they don't know what's longshoremen. Um, I work in the ports, um, container ships, I do the dock work. So we are what make America move. So um, all of your products and everything you get across the world, across the country, comes through the ports. Yeah. So whether it's made in China, Thailand, Europe, it comes through the ports of America, whether it be California, it be the Northeast, it be down South, Savannah. Um, we control the whole commerce of America, as far as the produce that's moved in and out the ports. And then another thing I got going on is I started my own trucking business, which is another thing that makes America move.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you cha- got two things that make to move progress. So that's yes,
2: dope. yes, yes. That's I've true. been, I was, I have been a truck driver whew, since 2006. Oh wow. Yeah, so I've been doing that for so many years now. It's yeah. going on 20 years almost. Um, trucking changed my life. Uh, I mean that's I know that's the topic you want to really talk about. That's what everybody <laughs> wants to talk about is trucking, trucking, trucking. Yeah. Um and uh prior to that I was in the military. I was in the army, um, Bronx born. So you know I said that already. I went to Cardinal Hayes High School from Cardinal Hayes High School. Yeah, I joined the military, was in the army. I was in the National Guard after I got out the army. Oh wow. I was also in the National Guard when 9/11 happened. So mm-hmm. I was one of the National Guardsmen that was down at the, tra- uh, Twin at the Tower, Trade Center, at the, yeah. at okay. the Trade Center. Wow. So, um I have been through a lot of life experiences, which I'm grateful for, and it, it molded me to the person I am today.
0: Yeah, yeah, no I, and I hear that you you um it's nothing like going through a lot of uh experiences. Yes. Yes. That's the
2: real that's the real just the real teacher right there. Yeah. Going yeah. through life experiences. I tell that to my to my teenagers, because my son, he's 19, my daughter's 16. And you know, these young kids, they think they know everything. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> they look at us like like like, oh, you you don't know what you're talking about. But what I've learned is with age comes wisdom. Yeah. So whatever wisdom I gain throughout my years is I can share that to you. And vice versa. I mean, these young kids—they learn stuff that we don't know. They hit with the technology and yeah. the TikToks and all that. So they—they they, they could school us to a lot of things as well. Yeah. But yeah. there's also life things that that we go through that never changes. Like nice. like I tell yeah. them all the time: the game don't change, only the players. Oh, yeah, yeah, you no, know, and it's
0: and it's always like that because even even with my parents, there's certain things that I learned from them, like you know, like things that they 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 learned through experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 all I could, you know, and I I could teach them about technologies. I could teach them, you know, yeah, like, it's the value they gave yeah. us. Yeah, and,
2: yeah, yeah, and that's for coming from, um, Hispanic and Black backgrounds. We have to start learning how to just. Help our kids grow into their own instead of trying to tell them what to do. So I try not to tell my kids what to do that much, even though I want to. But I'm just here. I tell them all the time I'm here just as a support system and help you go through what you want to do. You know, like you would think everything I got going on, my kids would want to do it, but they don't want to do it. I mean, but I'm not putting no pressure into them to run the family <laughs> business and all that. So it is what it is.
1: No, that's dope because I, that's the thing. It's it's hard to break the cycle, especially with black and like you said, black and brown family. Yeah, they just want sh- this is the way it's supposed to be, and that's how you're gonna be successful. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. We the talk- only thing I do now is like you said is things that we learned that we didn't do or our parents didn't do for us. I do for them now. Like like my kids, I put them on my credit cards early. Yeah. My son got like an almost 800 credit score.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, my dope. daughter, I
2: added her on one of our credit cards. She has like over a 700 credit score. She never even purchased nothing. My son just got his uh, Toyota Corolla 2022, Yeah, walked in the dealership. They were all bragging. They were showing off his credit report <laughs> to all the other sales guys yes. because they was like, yo, how this kid got better credit than some of the adults that come here? But these are stuff that me and my wife learned that we didn't get our parents didn't do for us because yeah. they didn't have the knowledge. It's not because exactly. they bad parents. It's just the lack of knowledge. Yeah. See, sometimes we look back, oh, my, our moms and dads didn't do this shit for us. But the, I could curse them here? Yeah, 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 yeah. of okay. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'd be like, yo, our moms and dads didn't do shit for us or whatever, whatever. or they didn't teach us this shit, or, they didn't teach us that. But the reality of the case is, in our communication, we don't have information. Yeah. So that's the problem we're having mm-hmm. is the lack of information and that's why our parents are the way they are and then we're the way we are yeah because we still have a little bit of their traits mm-hmm. but we have that newer chain of thinking of the new generation yeah, exactly. and it's yeah. funny
1: that we always talk about that because yeah. it, they like, don't don't take it show us um, which is a C it's not even there for because when they came from the PR whatever you come from the way they come from another country. They already know by coming here. They are me our children better education. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure if they had, like you said, if they had the knowledge to tell do this, do that, yeah. they would we'll do that. Exactly. Now, why yeah. are you gonna tell me? No, this. no,
0: and no. It was the same, It was relating to the same thing. Like, like our parents came from poverty, mm-hmm. so coming here is already a success. So, but they don't they don't come in with more knowledge. It's not their fault. Like I mean, to them, there's already success, which it is yeah, compared yeah, in comparison yeah. to a, I'm from a career I'm yeah. from a
2: single mom's. Mm-hmm. I have I I have knowledge of my father. My mother worked every day. And I I could honestly say, I sell this to people all the time. I grew up in a one bedroom with my mother. We shared the same room all the way to high school. I have wow. no shame in saying that. I had wow. two beds in, in the same room. I had one side of the room. My mom's had the next side of the room. But this is what she did. And she made me into the person I am today. So I tried to just... Some people be like, yo, Craig, you go too hard. But you don't know how I grew up. You don't know how I was. And sometimes I, I ran away to the army is to actually find my freedom into actually being by myself. The right. irony part is I still had a fucking roommate in the army. So, <laughs> so, so it's like I ran away from yeah. my mom's being my roommate, but now I go to the army and now I still got a fucking roommate. So I still couldn't live by myself. Yeah, yeah. But with that being said, it's just certain life experience either make you or break you. Yeah. Some yeah. other people, they it could have broke them, going through that type of life trauma. And like we always have life trauma in, from our environment, the yes, things we see, yeah. the way we grow up. So especially if you grew up in the Bronx yeah. from the 80s to the, the 90s, 90s yeah, to the 2000s the if you know the Bronx the Bronx was wasn't no joke growing up yeah, you know what i mean definitely so was. that's 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 my life in a nutshell um i've came a long way like i said i was in the army i started a family young um we both started young and we just Try to figure out this life shit as well. Yeah, the family life shit, and as that as I was going through all that, I'm still trying to figure out myself as a man. Like, what is my purpose? What do I want to do? You know, what I'm saying I moved to Florida. I lived to I lived. I did the Orlando thing. You know, everybody yeah. moves to Florida, <laughs> so I ran down to Florida. I followed the wave, ran down to Florida. Florida, hey, if if your podcast is listening, listeners, yo, listen. Let me tell y'all something. Florida. Y'all could find a job the next day, but it ain't not, it's not paying you no type of money. Mm. So everybody runs to Florida. Yeah, you could find a job in Florida, but you're going to be working two, three jobs just to sustain a lifestyle. Mm, yeah. That's one thing I can say about Florida. Finding work is easy, but living is hard. Yeah, yeah. Until you find yourself a career, you know what I mean?
0: Does it, I mean, is it a is parts of Florida or is, the, or is it the whole Florida? Because I know... Well,
2: I, I moved down to Florida in 2004. Okay. So at then it wasn't fully. They call us the Snowbirds. So we wasn't we wasn't fully like you know out there out there. Yeah. But and it was mostly Puerto Ricans. Like the Dominicans had it because Dominicans invade everywhere, right? Because my wife's Dominican, so I consider myself honorary Dominican. So we Dominicans invade everywhere, right? Yeah. So it was mostly Puerto Ricans where when I moved to Florida and Kissimmee wasn't. I moved to Kissimmee. It wasn't even developed the way it is now. Mm-hmm. We went down there recently from one of my friends' uh, reveals about a year ago, okay. two years ago, and it was like we was looking at Florida, like damn, way different. We didn't, than we didn't before. Even recognize this place. Like <laughs> You're you think know, to yourself, damn, why well, was like yeah, like before, this, right? it like this? Like was all dirt. It was <laughs> I all. Know. You know what I'm saying? But it was why I'm going into Florida because it, it's a talk of my journey. So we went to Florida and my wife, she was doing like the check cash store. She's always been a manager. So she always got like these little check cash store, retail management jobs. Okay. So she was doing the management stuff, but I was still trying to find my way as a man. So I would, me being in the army, what's the quickest thing if some guys get in the army? Security. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Security. So I, I did a little security. Then I did the armored truck security. Okay. So I started, that was my first time driving trucks. Mm-hmm. It was my first experience into...
1: So you started in Florida, the the trucking? Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. So I started in Florida with a security job. Oh, okay. And then, I mean, even prior to leaving here, all I did was security. So Uh I went to Florida, did a security job. Then I I found out that I could get my gun license because of my military background. Yeah. And a job that was hiring that was paying much more than the regular security. Security was only paying you $8 an hour. The Mm -hmm. armored truck... This is even it gets even more the armored truck where you're carrying millions of dollars. Yeah, they were only paying thirteen dollars an hour. Mm. But if you do the comparison, you're making eighteen dollars an hour over forty weeks compared to thirteen dollars an hour over forty weeks. It's a come up. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a come yeah. up. It's a come up. The only downside to Florida, excuse me, and some of the jobs was they paid you biweekly. Mm. Yeah. Oh wow! So you wasn't getting paid weekly a lot. A lot to a lot. I was I was gonna say lots a little but lots of a lot in Florida pay you bi-weekly
0: yeah but that's going on here in New York as well now at this they point they, they
2: time, doing the bi-weekly thing? yeah yeah. A, of, yeah a lot of businesses are,
0: are paying people bi-weekly yeah I, yeah, I think that' also make sense because yeah. I'll read over
1: time that I got a family still over here or leave me check by check. so imagine doing it bi-weekly
2: yeah that, you have to budget it the good thing about us was at that time uh my wife she was m- my wife was getting paid the opposite week I got paid Mm, so it was okay. like a weekly household income. All right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So my week I got paid, she didn't get paid. But the week I didn't get paid, she got paid. So it's still balanced out yeah, in, a, in out. a good way. So I did the armor truck thing for like two years, driving a truck. My first time experiencing a truck, learning about air brakes and all that. Yeah. And then I got tired of the job because I'm like, I'm working long hours I'm not really making that much money. Let me try to figure my life out.
0: How soon after that you got the 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 truck job, like?
2: When I left the armored truck, yeah, I went to work for Singular Wireless. You you familiar with the cellular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did Singular Wireless, and just like how you guys meet somebody, I sat next to a guy, and his brother was driving trucks. Mm. Singular Wireless was paying me six hundred dollars every two weeks. Okay, but his brother was making eight hundred dollars. Every week. Mm. So I'm like, he's like, he's talking about, you know, the guy, me and him kicking cool. We're going through the training class. He's like, yo, man, I'm about to leave this shit. My brother, he's making $800 a week. Yo, bro, we only making $600 every two weeks. And I was like, yo, what you got to do about getting into it? He's like, I know a school. They'll train you. And then you, you could get a job as soon as you finish the school. He was like, it's about $5,000. Wow. You know what I'm
1: saying?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm living... I'm making $600 every two weeks. So I can't afford this $5,000 fucking dollars. He was like, nah. What it is is you'll sign on with a company and they'll pay for the school or you take a loan out. So I'm like, all right. I had, at that time, I have amazing credit, but I wasn't even using my credit. So yeah, I was like, you yeah. know what? I have decent enough credit to get a loan. So I applied. They accepted me. I'm like, okay. This is the beginning of the change. So I had to go home and explain to wife why I'm quitting my job again. Cause I'm always quitting my job.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but that that so the the question that I had earlier was um like so you you had the job with the truck like how long was that you worked that for the armored truck? Yeah, the armored truck. Two years. So okay, so yeah, that so makes I sense. I stayed there. Two, yeah, yeah. I
2: stayed there for two years. It was a good job. I used the job because at the same time I was going to college, so yeah, I was okay. using the job. I had a I had a a, a great coworker. Her name was Colleen, and um. She she got into the, the armored truck, but she didn't like jumping out. They call it jump out. You know The guy that runs in the store get the money. Yeah. She just liked to drive because she was a little nervous. She didn't want to jump out. So course, I said, you know yeah, what? It was my route because I've been there for a while. So yeah. you get a route. So I said, you know what? You drive. And I had started school. So what I used to do is we used to have sometimes long hour drives in between next location or maybe half an hour. I used to study in the back and she okay. used to quiz me and I stood there until I got, like, my associates.
1: Okay, oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah, pretty so
2: nice. I stood there at the job. So I, I kind of used it to my benefit. And then I got my, my degree in marketing. And then from there is when I, I decided to quit. I saw that marketing jobs entry level wasn't paying shit neither. They're paying you, like, 30000 28000 And I'm talking about 2004 to, like, 2006, this yeah. time frame. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you gotta understand. In this time, in this time frame, we're talking about almost twenty years ago. If you're making fifty grand, sixty grand, you're living like a king.
0: Mm-hmm. At this time.
2: At this time, yeah. and I'm talking about At this is not time, as yeah. an entrepreneur. This is just as a regular worker. Mm-hmm. You making forty plus as a regular worker back then, you doing good. You doing Makes good. I mean, the car notes was far much cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, you getting SUVs <laughs> for yeah, like yeah. three, four hundred thousand, three, <laughs> yeah. four hundred a month. You're not paying six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month that you're paying now. Yeah. You know, a Corolla would probably cost you like $90 a month for a car note. So it wasn't like it was that expensive to live back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the inflation we have right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right so then I went to the school and they accepted me. And I told the dude, like, I went home, and told the wife, yo, I'm quitting. She said, You quit another job? Like, yeah, I'm leaving the job. She's like, "Fuck, what are we gonna do now?" I said, "Yo, trust me, this trucking shit is gonna be a game changer." So she was like, all right, I'm gonna just ride with you on this one." So I went, and I, and I and I I, I never forget. It. I started a school in November, and I got my CDL December 6, thousand six. Okay, because they do everything. It's a one stop shop. You yeah. didn't even have to go in there with a permit, nothing. They'll 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 school you. They give you the permit test, they give you the paper to take to the DMV, mm. the DMV issued the permit, then they give you the road test, they give you the paper to take to the DMV, the DMV gives you the fucking license. Mm. Do they give you like a certain time to do the process? It's two weeks. So oh. the school is, is I give, I give the school a shout out, even though I'm not making no money off of them. It was called Roadmaster. <laughs> they right. yeah. based out of Orlando. You could Google them. If anybody, any potters listening and they live in Orlando or the Central Florida area, they were called Roadmaster. I don't know how much their prices are now. I don't know how the school is, but they had, their lot was like a big ass acre. So you actually drove the truck in the lot initially and then they will teach you on the road. So the first three, four days, your classroom. After that, you're on the road. Mm. You're on the road just driving, driving, driving. And I'm talking about it's from like six in the morning to five in the afternoon. Oh, but that's good because I know... I- you're not there for a couple of hours. This is yeah, like yeah. You, got, you can't have a job for those two weeks. Either you have two weeks vacation or not. But you're going there from Monday through Friday, 6 in the morning... So you're doing like eleven hours, but
1: that's like hours because I know I got I know a couple of people that went to trucking school. Yeah, and it wasn't no the schedule was like an hour or two a day or something nah, like that. Nah. It was real short, and they had a, a lot by themselves. So. Yeah,
2: nah, this one was really good. They they didn't throw you to the wolves like that, and then they'll teach you how to fucking go back and forth. Yeah, see the biggest I right, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about the biggest mis- mis- So anyways, they teach me. how, I got everything through them, my CDL or whatever. What I did was they had orientations, and they had companies come in there and teach you. uh, They wanted to hire you, but it was all over the road. I never did over the road. Mm. There was one company, they're owned by Cisco Food Service, if you're familiar with Cisco. yeah, Yeah. Their, Their sister company is called Sigma. They deliver to all the Wendy's, Boston Markets, Steak and Shakes, Cold Stone Creameries and all that. And they told me, we'll hire you, we'll put you with a senior driver, but you have to unload the whole trailer. So I said, fuck it. I don't the whole trailer because I didn't want to go over the road. Because over the road, yeah. you out two weeks, a week.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
2: what I'm saying? You hear these stories and stuff and people going over the road. And I was like, nah, there's a lot of companies for you guys is getting your new CDL that will hire you locally. You might have to do a little extra more work, but it's, it's all on your preference. If you want to go over the road, you go to the road. I figured me driving, excuse me, me driving in the city. Was better because I, I learned how to maneuver in the city, I learned how to back up more. Okay, I yeah. learned a lot of things to maneuver the truck, you know what I'm okay, saying? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's like a risk. Um, I'm sorry, that's like a risk. Also I heard from what I heard
1: that driving on the road because if anything or any of the product get messed up or something yeah, happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got people, I got a drop of the normal that because some of the things you tell me I know because I know I got a couple of front uh driver too, yeah, and that spread to me all the risk about. Driving on the road or staying locally. Yeah, yeah, and um, and people will talk about it over the
2: road. Like I tell people, over the road, you're just gonna learn how to drive straight. When you come to that local game, you're gonna have to learn how to drive straight, how to make a left turn. Imagine bringing a big 53 foot trailer on the Cross Bronx. Yeah, Yeah. When I came back from Orlando, and I well let me let me cut it. So I got the trucking. Let me tell you about the life journeys. Oh yeah. I got the trucking, and then um. I ended up getting a job with Sigma, and three months later, we ended up buying our first house.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: So this is why I say trucking changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Three months later, we ended up buying our first house. The downside was I had to work the night shift, but I mean, I'm not over the road. I'm home every day. You know what I mean? I work five days a week, home every day, and I was making 50 grand a year.
0: Yeah, no, and I mean, it, it was like a, it, it was a necessary sacrifice. Yeah, it was a necessary, right? fa- and, and that's what
2: people have to start, start having to do. Yeah, like if I, if I, if I tell anybody anything, and somebody tells me an idea, I'm like, just do it, just yeah. do, because tomorrow's not promised. Yeah, you gotta put the
1: time. Yeah, you gotta, yeah it's yeah. always anything that you want to do, and to see, you gotta put a little bit of sacrifice. They yeah. yes. say that something or similar too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I, no,
0: I always, no, yeah, and no, I always talk about that. Like, um, it's one of the things that that we're lacking in our community. Like, you know, like people don't, they don't dream enough, and when they do dream, they don't, they don't go forth what it is
2: that they want to accomplish. So, what do you think it is? Is it fair? I think it's fair. What do you think is fair? Yeah. Is it the fear that they, they they scared, or they're nervous, anxiety? What do you think, as you guys go into your own entrepreneur what do you think that it is that people stop people from doing what they want to do? For me, I think it's actually fear,
1: because people are too scared, Like they're going to fail. And we got a mentality that if you fail, it's the, that's the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, if you fail... It's good because you learn from your mistake, but people don't see fail as learning. Yeah, yeah. that's the main issue I think we have in our community.
0: Um, no, what do you think? For me, is that the people are just comfortable being comfortable where they are.
2: That's 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 one thing. Yeah, but I look at it like this, and I tell everybody, if you're comfortable in your life, that's cool. It's your life. We all here to live our own life. I'm not here on this pod to tell people to get into trucking. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. I'm just here to express my experience with trucking. But what I tell everybody, even my kids, even when my son does something, my daughter, I'm like, listen, it's your life. Yeah. I'm just here to help you. Like, I, right now, I'm paying for my son's college. He's yeah. going to Buffalo University. He just got his associates from Union, from Union County bro. College. Yeah. So now he's going to Buffalo in August. And I tell him, I said, listen, bro, I'm paying for this. But I want you to enjoy the college life, but I want you to be focused. And I want you to understand it's your life. So, you're going up there. There's people right now that's out here going two jobs just to get a college education. Yeah. You're going to college on the sweat of my back because I'm telling you, I want you to do this because it's for a reason. I yeah. want you to get educated. Whether you use your degree or not, it just gives you something to have. It's more in your arsenal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I tell him, like, you know, I try to have man to man talks. But back to your point, fear is one thing, comfort is another thing. And then another thing I believe is people doubt.
0: Yeah.
2: They second guess themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it's like, I know people that don't, that's not scared of anything, but then they are be like, ah, yeah. I don't wanna do that. Like, they're, 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 like, like, yo, I wanna move this ladder. You know what? That ladder's fine right there. I don't need to move yeah. that but, fucking ladder. I think that's, that would be a, <laughs> a little bit of fear, you would think, when they second doubt themselves. But I mean, he might not have fear of moving that ladder. He just might not just want to move that ladder to the other side because he's just like, you know what? I don't need to move it. Why I need to move it? Because it doesn't need to be moved. He's not, he's second guess himself. But then we all know that that ladder's in a bad position. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's how we, people look at life as different fucking perceptions, perceptions. Yeah, perceptions yeah. but at the same time, we all figure the bottom line is they don't want to make the move. Mm-hmm. They don't want no, to make the move. It's just
0: not taking the action, but it's like um, it, it like I said, it just depends on the person. Like what I what I really believe it comes down to is that we're lacking the knowledge. Yeah. Right. Because if we had the knowledge, if we understood what it is that we're going through, like when we're going through it, yeah, then at least you will know. Okay, is is this worth it for me, or do I want to go do something else? So people don't want to pursue that in in. The doubt or fear yep. that what they're pursuing is not what they want to do.
2: Yeah. That, and yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it
0: comes down to in reality.
2: And then what I what I try to tell people, too, is um, this, we're not just talking about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It could be that n- new job. It could be the position yeah. you're at because not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Exactly, yeah. But everybody is meant to be an investor. Mm-hmm. You can always invest your money and still be comfortable at that cubicle. If you like, like I tell people, if you like your environment and it's bringing you peace, then there's no need for you to leave it. Yeah. Because if your goal is to make more money, you could always invest your money. You know what I'm saying? Because it could go with a fear of investment. Because some people don't want to manage other people. Yeah. Some people don't want to do this entrepreneurship shit. I mean, again, for me, it's probably fear because. No, fear is a big part of it. Yeah. Fear is probably the top of the. The, the number one,
1: and having I mean, the part of a heavy doubt I understand because at one time I was working for this company, I was getting really underpaid, and I knew about it. I yeah. even talked with my boss, but they were like, they could promise me, promise me,
0: could give you promises, promise it. Yeah.
1: But I saw it was going nowhere, so I decided to network, talk with a couple of people, mm-hmm. got off way more than I was I was expecting, yeah. And before I actually end the query, I gave them a check, like. I got a bill offer. I think you tell how much I got offer for. Can you, will you try to... Reconsider. Write, consider. Yeah. They, try, they give me an offer nowhere nearby. So I have a quick... Now, quit. let me
2: ask you a question. What did you learn about that whole situation that you went through right there? I, I felt like I was being the value. You it learned about enough. self-worth. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the key right there. And that's what more people need to, more people need to find. Yeah. Once you know your self-worth... Then you can move accordingly. So me doing the trucking or me doing all this other stuff, it's it's cool, it's, it's it brings finances in, but what is myself worth? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What am I really worth? So back to the point is back to the original conversation of trucking. So we I end up doing the trucking, I end up doing the trucking, okay, and then I um uh we end up my wife ended up getting a job offer out here. But So she wanted to move back to New York, New Jersey. But I already knew I had a CDL. So I tell everybody, if they're even looking for something, even you guys, yeah. I would suggest you guys get your CDL. If you know, even the listeners, if you guys are listening and watching us, go get your CDL. I see a lot of more women drivers now. Mm-hmm. Everybody, and I tell this, and I'm going to tell you guys this from just the experiences. You could get your CDL and not use it. But when you go to apply for a job, they ask you how long you had your CDL. Yeah. You might have had your CDL for two years. So now you're not a brand new driver. These are some things, oh. these are little tricks of the game. You get <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for yeah. insurance yeah, purpose. Yeah. So you might, you might wake up one day and be like, oh, you know what? I have the CDL sitting in my wallet. Maybe I go buy my own truck and go drive for myself. Yeah. So now when you go out to apply for insurance... What are they going to look at? How long you had your CDL? Yeah. Two years. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to talk into the business part about it in a second, but that's, I tell everybody, go get your CDL. So I came back up and I knew with a CDL, I could get a job anywhere. Just like with a security background, you could get a job. And these are most of the common jobs you could get, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I came up, started driving around for Cisco. I have a problem with quitting jobs.
0: Yeah, I
2: have yeah. a big problem with quitting jobs because no, no, if I don't it. like the job, I quit. I
0: mean, I could reverse and say that you like um, it, it allowed you to to learn. Yeah. From all, the, from all the, yeah. you know, you, you yeah. got a lot of experience, so uh, sometimes it's it's good. So like you know I mean yeah. sorry for all the owners out there I'm mean, including myself right I I wouldn't <laughs> want my my employees to quit on I me mean, <laughs> no
2: I, I don't how want how, nobody to quit on me yeah. neither I, I want all my drivers yo right. my drivers are listening to this I don't really quit. appreciate you don't quit my guy don't do, quit don't do quit
0: nah <sighs> but um it, it, I value your worth yeah no but it's it's sometimes is I see how it's good like like even um you know we, we have some we had uh episode previously that um of. Of somebody who um, he traveled a lot, like you know, as a yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, and and this allowed him to see a lot of like diversity, like yeah, you, know, and just, yeah. you just learn, yeah. and when you learn, you know, you, it's easier for you to apply yourself to doing something else than rather than you being stuck doing one thing. Yep. you know and what I mean. So yeah, I'm gonna
2: explain to you about life journeys. So when I quit Cisco, I came up and I, I signed up with Cisco Food Service, yeah, from Florida, and when I signed up with Cisco Food Service. I um didn't like it because it was totally different. In Florida, when I did the offloading of the trailers, I had a helper. Up here, you do shit by yourself, oh, and wow. then when you do deliveries in Manhattan, yeah. everything is basements. Okay. So you're taking a hand truck, you're going down to the basement with all these products, I was 27, 28 years old, okay. and my wife had to rub me down with Bengay every night. I think I'm a little bit too young to be rubbed down with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> icy hot. She had to rub the icy hot. My back was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, man, fuck this shit. So I I found out that you could do trailer jobs where you don't have to touch the freight. Okay. This oh, is okay. me lack of knack, lack of knowledge, but learning knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. So I I applied to a company that. Um, hopefully you guys might know about, but it's called JB Hunt. They're one of the biggest trucking companies in the, in the United States. Yeah, You have JB Hunt, Schneider, but they do a lot of things. They do flatbed, which is where you could, it's the trailers with the flat, where you could load lumber, steel and all that. They did the Home Depot account, they do Rite Aids, and then they do the next big thing that changed my life was called Intermobile. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm gonna talk about in my truck in the Intermobile. So okay. Intermobile is Wait, where so they transport products on the trains.
0: Before you continue. So at this point you still you still haven't um had your own business. So I, I, I see that um so first it was military, then you did um uh, security. Yep. Then you got you worked it with armored truck, Yep. Right in Florida. Yep. Then you gotta uh,
2: singular wireless customer service. I'm the six one one guy. When you calling six one one, I'm I'm fixing your your phone. Oh, was that guy was you? Were you the annoying one? Like nah, I was the cool (laughs) one. I was the cool (laughs) one. Yeah,
0: he's some annoying (laughs) people when you when you call customer service, but not nah nah. I did the hold on.
2: I did the hold hold on. Let me talk to my manager. Yeah, and I'm just there looking at the screen while they talking. (laughs) (laughs) I already knew how to solve the problem, but I'll be like, yo, hold on, let me talk to the manager. Yeah, yeah. And then I come back on and be like, yo, sir. I'll come right back. I'm still talking to the manager. I'll be right back. And I'll just be there, eat my sandwich or eat my lunch.
0: My guy is chilling. Wait, this, what year was this?
2: This was... uh, This, this was 06. 06? Wait. No, okay. Yeah, because I got Singular that's when in the 2006 because c- I got my CDL 2000. That's when the Psychics was out, right? No, 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 no. no. Psychics,
0: psychics came out right after that. that
2: it was, was uh, the it bar was, phones. It was right before they transitioned back to AT&T. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It yeah. was right before singular transition because nah. they were AT and T first, then they went singular, then they went AT and T. Yeah. yeah, they
0: went nah, back and forth. I'm trying, I remember. No, nah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what social media was out at that time. I think at that time it was just AIM. No so, social yeah, media. MySpace. My yeah, it
2: had MySpace. MySpace. Mi gente. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. My, yeah. yeah. my, my guy was Mi My guy was in, had black planet. My guy was at Mi yeah. gente. Nah.
2: Black Planet,
1: yeah, Black Planet. Yeah. had that's old school. I feel yeah, my home yeah, right
2: yeah, now. Yeah, 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 They had all that shit, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, they had. They had, they have had social media. Time. Facebook hasn't started yet. Facebook yeah, wasn't yo. around. But um, yeah. So I came back. I did the truck and worked for JB Hunt. Yeah. I stood with JB Hunt for a while. Actually, I stood with JB Hunt for seven years. Mm. But JB Hunt, I did so many different accounts. Okay. I started off with the the first account I did was the Rite Aid. And I did ride it, but it was up in Newburgh. I had to drive to Newburgh to go pick up the trailer. I okay. didn't like that. But I got cool with the managers. One thing I could say to all these individuals, even your, your listeners, you guys hear me, I quit so many jobs. I never left the job with bad rapport. Yeah. That's
0: I very always important. left the
2: job two weeks notice. When I did have the job, I gave him 110%. There was even points where I even got callbacks backs from my jobs. Or even when I was deciding to move back to Florida, I reached out to some of the managers that were still there and they was willing to welcome me back with open arms. Yes. So I tell people, if you're in a in a workspace or a work environment that you don't like, don't make it hell for the other people around you, even though it's your hell. Just try to figure out a way to make it good for you. And if you don't like your job or your current situation, move on. It's a job.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, you why? Yeah. Because my guy's... I think I already quit two jobs. Yeah. And and they on oh, good turn like my last two boss, I know on both of them they told me like if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you just got to yeah. leave leave a stamp. Don't leave leave a stamp, leave a mark, but don't leave a stain. <laughs> yeah. You know what i mean? yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Leave a Yo, stamp, leave a that. mark, but don't leave a stain. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's how I look at that's how I look at life as a whole. Even with people you meet that. Yeah. You know no, what no. I, mean? I seen people burn bridges. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. <laughs> people definitely so, do. so I started working all these different accounts with JB Hunt, till it finally landed me on this account called InterMobile. Yeah. So for those who's listening, InterMobile is a part of the trucking game where they they transport produce on the rail. So you'll see all these containers stack on top of a train, and they'll produce go across country, east to west, north to south. You have companies like Norfolk Southern, CSX. These are the big black trains you see. Sometimes you get stopped on the road. You see this train hauling these containers. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing with J.B. Hunt for seven years. It opened my eyes to a lot of things in the transportation industry. It it actually led me to meet some people that I know now that introduced me to the current job I have now. um, Which is another part of the container game which is the the ports. Shipping. Shipping containers. So now I went from learning about the rail how you ship containers across the country through the rail doing it firsthand being a worker i'm a worker at this whole time so learning about the shipping but prior to me going to the shipping aspect of it i've decided one day with my bright idea i'm gonna go buy a truck because i was already driving trucks for seven years so i said you know what let me go dip in the trucking game so in 2010 i purchased my first truck uh, what's
1: it, um, I know you your, uh, on your, what's it, a, a process? Uh, there's a certain way to do it? No. Or it well, what, I,
2: what I tell people now is, and it's still the same from back then to now. When you're buying a truck, you have to decide who's buying a truck. Because if you're buying a truck without no CDL, they're going to charge you more because it's a commercial loan. Yeah. You're getting out of commercial loan, So they're going to charge you more different than me with a CDL. Getting a truck because you're more of a higher risk. Yeah. They look at me as a CDL driver buying a truck. I could, I'm driving a truck. They look at you, you're trying to start a fleet. If you don't have a driver, who's going to pay for this truck? Yeah. So that's why I tell people that's getting into the game. Some people go buy their truck cash, but if they're looking for finances, probably go to your credit union, go through your own bank, see if you could get a business loan and then probably purchase a truck that way. Because if you go to some of these truck dealerships, they're very string, strict and strenuous on how they how they screen their uh, applicants.
1: I mean, I'm guessing because not everybody could ride a truck and it could be dangerous if you said it to the wrong person. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of
2: makes sense the way they guy gotta, yeah. go,
1: gotta be stricker. Well, I mean, you
2: can't leave the lot without insurance anyway. So they're not going <laughs> to yeah. let you leave the lot without insurance. They're covered on that end. But just the financing companies, they look at it like, does this person have a CDL? They don't really care on the length. The length of the CDL is really cared by the insurance company.
0: You know what I'm saying?
2: But my first truck I purchased, I purchased off an owner-operator. So a dude that already owned the truck. Okay. Uh, I bought it for $5,000. The truck had 900,000 miles. It was a Kenworth. It was a 1999 day cab. Okay. What, I mean, 900,000 miles good on a truck? On a truck, how I I explain trucking to people that don't have knowledge, when you're purchasing a, a used truck, you usually want to look at a used truck a truck could run a million miles on that engine. I mean, there's obviously maintenances across the way. Like when, yeah. you, when you reach 600,000 miles, you have to do a certain type of maintenance. When you reach 700,000 miles, you have to do a certain type. So on so forth. And when you reach that million miles, you might have to do an overhaul on the engine. There's certain things, but you can still keep the body. Because what a lot of people do is you could buy a truck, own a truck for 20 years. And you could just every 10 years put a new engine in there. Yeah. As long oh. as the, as because the truck is the guts. As long as your guts are good, you're good to go. You This truck's on the road that's probably 1990, 1999, 2000s, but look better than trucks that are out here that's 2017, 2018, 2016, because these guys take care of the body. And they just rebuild the engine. But
1: oh, do you actually get a car you know where you buy a car, you get the car I guess Yeah, you can get a
2: Carfax. They oh, have Carfax. trucks, they have they have maintenance, they call them maintenance records. Yeah. So if it's a fleet owned trucks, they call fleet owned trucks like JB Hunt is a major company. So all their trucks are fleet owned. So oh. after a while, JB Hunt sells the trucks. Like maybe after 400,000 miles. So how I break it down to people is a truck, calculate everything by a hundred thousand you calculate your car's everything by 10,000. So when 50,000 miles on a car is a good used car. Yeah. yeah. So 500,000 miles on a truck is a pretty decent truck. Cuz after really 100,000 miles on a car is really you really start getting the issues. I yeah. mean with the way cars are made now, maybe after 120, 130. But after 120 mi- after 100,000 miles is where you really have to might put a new starter. You got to change your spark plugs. And all that, or maybe after yeah. fifty thousand miles, you have to change your spark plugs. Same thing with a truck. You got your brake maintenance, you got your tire maintenance, okay. you got your shock maintenance, but you also have to have your. You do your regular oil change every ten thousand miles, or every three months, depending how you run. Okay. So it's still it's still all the same criterias as a car. But on a bigger scale, and when I mean on a bigger scale, a bigger financial scale. No, I know yeah. because somebody told me I'm, uh, a tire is like a grand or something like that. Well, if you're buying, if you're buying brand new, like I bought brand new tires for the back of the back of yeah. my truck. I'll show you pictures of the truck once we out here. I have a day cap. so um, the back of my truck, it was four hundred. No, it was five hundred fifty dollars for a brand new tire. One. Yeah, I know that's. And there's eight of them back there. That's what okay. I'm telling you. you, that's you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's eight there's eight tires in the back. So I paid five fifty for one times eight. Then now they have many because um well let, let's talk about that. so I became my own operator. Yeah. I actually this is how I always I what, call what it year, what year was this?
0: Twenty ten. Okay, so twenty ten. So
2: yeah. I always double dip. So people be like, what do you mean by double dip? If I see my company hires outside contractors, Whatever business I am. This is just the outside person looking out in. Yeah. I'm already inside working for them. But they're hiring you to come drive some trailers too. So why I can't get some of that pie? Yeah. So I end up getting a truck and driving quitting my job with JB Hunt but end up driving for JB Hunt. You okay. you see the yeah, you see yeah, the yeah. flip?
0: Yeah, yeah, no and, and I mean does that does that that's like uh
2: I doubled up my salary.
0: Yeah.
2: I doubled up my salary. And I did it for a while, so in JB Hunt I, back then I was making like about a thousand a week, eleven hundred dollars a week. And then when I got my own truck, I went up to making like twenty five hundred a week. Oh wow! So I was doing like twenty five hundred a week, but you, you, people, this is what I got to tell all the listeners: these numbers I'm throwing out here, you got to consider. Now I got to pay for my own maintenance. Yeah, that's all. Now what I'm, I'm paying say. for my own fuel.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it's like you're, you're, um, now you're. It's like saying self-employed. Yeah, yeah self-employed. I'm, so, I'm self-employed. Right With, yeah, I'm
2: self-employed. I have to do my own bookkeeping, exactly. my own taxes, my own everything. That's what that means. But uh, I have the audience. I have the potential of really doubling, tripling my income, based on how you budget yourself. You just gotta be real strict, and you have to have some type of knowledge. But what the downside of it is the lack of the lack of knowledge could cost you a lot of money. Yes, And this is where I tell, like I see on Instagram, everybody posting about trucking. I'm going to be an owner-operator. It's cool. I'm not trying to talk nobody out of doing what they want to do. I just want to tell everybody there's a lot of expenses that come with this game that they don't tell us on social media. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you if... I just just spent $5,600 on my engine. And not even on my engine, I'm sorry. I had to change my shocks my springs, my bearings, my kingpins, oh, and wow. put new brakes. Yeah, right, that's crazy. And I had to change my whole clutch. I had to put a brand new clutch in the oh, truck. God, this is expensive. Yeah. Just the clutch alone was twenty eight hundred. Wow. That's and crazy. I had a great week that week. Mm-hmm. So it was like it worked all, out. It paid all, for it. Yeah, but all my most of my profit mm-hmm. went into the maintenance of my truck. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? No, no, it
0: happens. It happens, and it's, and and it's like it's what I'm saying. Like um, when you when you're yes, you're gonna make more money if you know if you if you prepare yourself, obviously, yes. and you know what you're getting, what interesting you're getting yourself into. Yeah. But then it comes with a cost. You you do have to pay for your stuff. So that's the bad end of it. It's like with real estate yeah, yeah. as well. We were yeah. talking, yeah. Because
1: yeah. We talked something similar. Like yes, you can make money. But you also gotta remember it's a business, you're gonna have to uh, um,
2: spend on it like yeah.
1: anything like with a house, get to your whole couple of property house when stuff get damaged. That's money that you gonna have yeah, to spend, yeah. You gotta fix it yourself, yeah. You gotta yeah. fix
2: it yourself. And, I, and so, so, me being an owner operator at this point, I didn't know all this, but I started to get to learn it because my experience this is what I tell people my experience as a company driver. Helped me to learn a little things. Even yeah. though I never fixed nothing on the truck, but there was little things I did: change light bulbs, check the oil, check the tires, check the brakes. These were things that I learned working for somebody, that helped me stay a little bit ahead of the game, and also knowing driving a truck, so I could tell if a truck needed a wheel alignment. I could tell it the clutch is bad. I could yeah. tell it the gears are needed. You know what I'm saying? These are things that help me along the way of learning the trucking game because I tell everybody, any industry you want to get into, at least have some type of working knowledge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes You know what sense. I'm saying?
2: I mean, or the person you you could have a partner. The per your partner, he he could be the mechanic. And you could be the finance guy, or you could have the business intellect, yeah. and y'all could combine and do something special. Exactly, and that and uh, and that, I was gonna say something similar to that.
0: Um, so yeah, you wanna get in, if you're gonna get into a career, is you wanna get into something that you already know, right? Yeah. Now it could even, it will
2: help. You don't have to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you don't have to. I was gonna get into that. Yeah. So it's either you do something that you already know, or you meet somebody that has a certain type of knowledge. And see how you could
2: fit in, fit yeah. into, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? So, so it's it's either or, you know. So when when I see a lot, when I see all these things, all these people talking about how you can make money online, a lot of times that people don't pursue that because bro, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah. Am yeah. I gonna trust this guy that I just met online? Yeah. You know, it's a risk.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's, high risk, which is a why a lot of people risk. don't.
0: Yeah. Which is why a lot of people don't. Don't go through with it. And then sometimes when you go through with it, you learn certain things like damn, I didn't know I was gonna go through all this shit. Yeah, I do yeah. yeah.
1: feel that that some people don't do their homework. Like before you can say you do want to get into like you said the trucking thing. Make sure you know
2: the pros and the cons. Yeah. People just yeah. listen
1: to the pros and forget about the cons. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So like, yeah. so I end up what I end up doing with that truck, I end up putting a driver in there. This is another aspect of the game that I I want people to really think about, especially those people, your listeners, that are getting involved in the trucking game that don't have no CDL, that think they could just throw a driver in there and do what they got to do and make some money. Or maybe their cousin got a CDL and they're going to put their cousin in a truck. I put a driver, he had got fired from my company, from J.B. Hunt, and he had a family. So I already had Going back to my point of having a rapport, I had rapport with the with the regional manager, district manager, and fleet manager. That's how I was able to get my truck in there and get work. They was like, I was like, yo, I'm thinking about coming back. They was like, yo, we got your your same truck number because JB Hunter assigns you a truck number. Yeah. They said, yo, we got your truck waiting for you. I still got a picture of my truck from JB Hunter wow. on my phone. That's crazy. They said, we got your truck waiting for you, Craig. Just bring it on in. I was like, all right, cool. So I brought on in. The guy that got fired, me and him was real cool. And I told him, you know what, bro? Like, I got this truck here. If you want to run for me, I'll pay you the same amount you was making with J.B. Hunt. You know what I'm saying? I'll pay you $1,000 a week. What's up? So I knew he was a hustler, but I never did my background on why J.B. Hunt let him go. Mm. He was a crash dummy. This dude always got in a fucking accident. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He was a reckless driver. He was a hustler, but a reckless driver. Yeah. So it was all good. The first week was cool. I think even the first month was cool. We made a lot of money. I was making like, with that guy, the way he ran, I was probably profiting after all expense and everything, probably close to like two grand, maybe like high end thousands, like maybe 15 to 1700 a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Off of one truck. And this is all clean profit. Mm -hmm. This is all my overhead. Well, the truck was paid off. So all my overhead was paid for, even putting 10% aside for maintenance. I was clearing like 17, 18. So I'm like, yeah. oh, this shit is bread. That's not bad. You know what I'm saying? And that's just one guy. So I was like, all right, it's cool. Then all of a sudden, the crash dummy started happening.
1: And hey, coming up in the next week episode. So, he,
0: so it was like a stumble. So did, did it make you quit? What well,
2: as... It, I mean, yeah, you could say I quit, yeah. this, yeah. technically, and this is why I went in the second time around without a partner the problem i didn't ha- the problem I had with the partnership was one
0: there's there's such thing as being envious and it having to motivate you to actually want to
2: to achieve that.